This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas Hospital Association. Good morning, and thank you so much for joining us today for this media briefing on the future of rural health care in Kansas. My name is Cindy Samuelson, and I work with the Kansas Hospital Association, and I'm going to be facilitating our media briefing today. For our agenda today, we will have three different speakers. Um, first, we will hear from David Jordan, the president of United Methodist Health Ministries Fund. Then we will hear from Jennifer Findley. She's the executive director of the Kansas Hospital Education and Research Foundation. We will close with Chris Matthews, who's the chief operating officer of Decatur Health in Oberlin, Kansas. I would like to turn the call over to our first speaker, David Jordan, the president of the United Methodist Health Ministries Fund. David? Thank you, Cindy, and thanks everyone for joining us today. Um, I'd also want to start by thanking the Kansas Health Foundation, who's partnered with us in this work, and the Kansas Hospital Association, as well as, well as KU Public Management Center, who's been helping facilitate important discussions uh, around the state of Kansas um, with the two foundations and the Hospital Association. Both foundations um, have missions that are directed at improving the health of Kansans and have a focus on funding initiatives that improve access to care. Um, that work for, for us centers on how can we make sure healthcare is sustainable in our rural communities. You know, as we look at the healthcare system in Kansas, we recognize that a strong health system is critical to rural communities and the health of rural Kansans. Even before COVID-19 started surging in our rural communities, it was more and more difficult each day to maintain health services um, due to a lack of resources and uh, an inability to innovate. Um, in partnership with the Hospital Association and the Health, and the health Foundations, uh, we wanted to engage Kansans in the discussion of how we can center a future health system to respond to these challenges. Um, the challenges include, include significant shifts in population. Uh, that make it difficult to sustain healthcare. Um, our rural communities are being depopulated um, and we expect them to uh, continue to depopulate at double digit um, numbers through 2060, which makes it difficult to maintain services. Um, beyond uh, seeing a major depopulation of rural communities, we also see rural communities aging. Over 16% of residents of rural communities in Kansas are over the age of um, 65 which makes it more difficult to maintain services because oftentimes those services uh, are more intensive and the needs are greater. Um, however, one positive that, uh, trend that exists from a um, population standpoint is the population growth that is occurring in Kansas and in our rural Kansas communities uh, is becoming increasingly diverse, um, which means we can orient the system to meet the needs of the diverse communities. Uh, it also presents the challenge of how do we address longstanding racial and ethnic disparities in health, poverty rates, and educational attainment. Um, with that in mind, we embarked on uh, developing a community conversation uh, program, which you'll hear a little bit more about, and in partnering to explore innovative strategies that can address uh, these health disparities and these challenges facing rural Kansas. Um, the other piece, which is connected to the lack of resources within uh, the state of Kansas is the high uninsured rate. Um, rural Kansas has the highest uninsured rate in the state, uh, which puts strains on financing healthcare and hospitals and clinics. Um, so we, as we think about addressing healthcare needs in rural communities, we need to think about addressing 
uh, the high rate of uninsurance in the communities. Uh, similarly, we also need to think about workforce shortages that persist uh, in many communities. Again, uh, this could be looked at as a challenge as well as an opportunity. Um, we can build a workforce that is uh, reflective of the community that exists and help us better enable to address the needs in those communities, um, which is really where all of this work goes to, which is engagement. Uh, we need to engage communities in conversation about how to orient um, the financing of care, how to orient uh, policies to enable the innovation and the delivery of care, how to uh, innovate in terms of funding our public health system. Uh, while the challenges are um, daunting, um, I do think that by working together uh, and innovating, there is a lot of opportunity. Um, Jennifer Finley from the Kansas Hospital Association uh, will outline a model that they've developed that I think will help us move in towards the direction of innovation. And Chris Matthews will really talk about the experience on the ground. Um, you know, one thing I do think we need to be mindful of is that COVID-19 has exacerbated the challenges that rural Kansas faces in the area of healthcare. Um, and that goes on top of a public health system um, that ranks 40th in the country in terms of funding. Um, and, and that as a state, our health ranking has drank, dropped more than any other state in the country. We've gone from eight to 29 over the last 30 years. Um, so I think we have a lot of exciting opportunities ahead, but we need to make sure that we address the challenges by taking on issues like funding healthcare, addressing the large uninsured populations in rural Kansas and being innovative with delivery reform. And with that, I'll turn things over to um, Jennifer Finley from the um, Kansas Hospital Education and Research Foundation. Thank you. Thanks, David. Good morning, everyone. So David talked to you briefly about some of the challenges that are facing rural Kansas. And I wanna share with you, in addition to those, some very specific challenges that we're facing in the realm of healthcare. Our hospitals are really starting to struggle. And there are some forces that have come together that cause us to think we need to look at some new alternatives. Uh, you, when you think about the way that we deliver healthcare, it has changed a lot over time, but the models that we use to still deliver that care and specifically pay for that care haven't kept up with the times. Many of the common procedures that we deliver in our small rural hospitals today do not require an overnight stay. Technology has enabled us to do things quicker and easier uh, than it did 20, 30 years ago. If you think about something as simple as a cataract surgery, we used to uh, have a surgery to replace a, a, a cataract lens that took a couple of hours and would oftentimes cause you to have to spend the night in, ho in the hospital for a couple of days. Uh, today, that's a 10 minute outpatient procedure. So that's just a quick example of how technology has really made things much easier to deliver. And what we're finding in our small rural communities is when you move past those procedures that are simple outpatient types of procedures, you need access to technology and specialists and that oftentimes can be challenging for a small rural community to sustain. So those services are often delivered in a regional manner instead of in each individual or local community. We know today that we have 37 Kansas hospitals that are, have fewer than two patients any given day spending the night in the facility. So what that tells us is our use of those inpatient beds isn't the same as what it was maybe when we built those facilities 56 years ago. Uh, in addition, the way that we're financing healthcare uh, really is complex. And as I said, it hasn't really kept pace with the way that we're delivering services in our small communities today. 
when you think about all of these forces that I've talked about, they what we are finding is it's becoming increasingly challenging for our small rural hospitals to sustain themselves. A couple of recent studies have shown that we have 75 rural hospitals that are operating at a financial loss and also uh, most notably are on the list of in danger of closing. And certainly we wouldn't want to see something like that happen to any of our small rural communities. So I wanna tell you about some work that we have been doing with our members, our Kansas hospitals since 2012. We set out to start to look at new models or new ways that we could deliver care to the rural parts of our state. Our goal through all of this work was to find a sustainable delivery system for our rural areas that would focus on preventative and primary care, help manage chronic diseases, and provide that vital access to emergency services because we know that component is critically important to our small rural communities. I wanna share with you the concept that our members came up through the work that they have done. We call it a primary health center. And what this facility uh, looks like uh, it's kind of a combination of a clinic and a hospital. <clears throat> it's a facility that is open 24 hours, seven days a week. It has an emergency room. Uh, it can triage and provide emergency care to patients. And if it's determined that you need a different level of care, then it can transfer you on to a full service hospital. But what makes it different from the full service hospitals that we have across our state today is that we have eliminated that uh, inpatient bed or those overnight stays. And as I told you a few minutes ago, those really aren't being utilized in a number of our communities today. And instead, we're replacing it with a focus on primary care and preventative care, really putting our energy around making people more healthy so that they don't need those overnight stays in the hospital. Uh, this is a concept that, as I said, we've worked quite a bit on and we did a lot of research uh, around uh, what kinds of things that we thought communities might need. We looked at the types of services that hospitals and patients were using most in their communities. And what we found through our research was that over 75% of the patients that are currently utilizing our small rural facilities would continue to be served by this model that we call the primary health center. I wanna also just share with you a little bit more about what the services are that we could deliver through this primary health center. When we imagined it, we talked about a set of core services, and those are things that every primary health center or every community would have access to. Things like urgent care, emergency care, making sure we have a robust transportation system with EMS to move patients as needed. We would be able to deliver minor outpatient procedures, manage chronic conditions, and really expand on the use of telemedicine that I think we all during this pandemic have come to understand the power of. There's another set of services that we called optional services, and those would be things available to communities dependent upon what they already have available. Our goal was never to displace services that currently existed, but to certainly expand access to care in areas that might not be currently available to the community. A good example being oral health. If a community doesn't currently have access to any kind of dentist services, um, perhaps through this new primary health center concept, we would be able to bring access to some of those services to them. <clears throat> so uh, we've had a concept that we have been working, uh, as I said, over a number of years uh, to advance. We have had lots of conversations with our congressional delegation, with CMS, and the components of CMS that allow states to try and demonstrate new ideas. Uh, we are very excited to report that a new development has recently happened that is finally going to enable Kansas to start to take advantage of this opportunity. 
the Consolidated Appropriations Act that was passed in December and um, advanced. And a lot of that act talked about COVID specific relief, but there was another component included in that bill, which is the establishment of the Rural Emergency Hospital. Uh, the Rural Emergency Hospital is very similar to the concept that I just explained to you with the primary health center. Uh, it's just a different name, but essentially a facility that operates exactly the same. It has a financing model associated with it that we believe is going to be a lot more sustainable for our small rural communities. And because it is included in federal legislation, we will have the opportunity to start testing and using this new facility type in January of 2023. So not far down the road. Uh, we are really excited and appreciative that um, our Kansas delegation was very supportive of this and ready to get to work here in Kansas to make sure that our hospitals and communities are ready to take advantage of this opportunity. There are a couple of other things that we need to do to make sure that we're ready. One is to ensure that our state statutes allow for the operation of rural emergency hospitals. So KHA will be pursuing legislation during this legislative session that will uh, make sure that that is possible. And in addition, we really need to start talking to communities about this new opportunity and to help communities start to really talk about the needs that they have at a local level for healthcare. And so we have created, as we mentioned, uh, we started last year a series of conversations that we call community conversations. Uh, but the idea behind this is to really engage local stakeholders in the community and have a conversation around what is happening uh, today and what some options are for the future. To jumpstart these efforts, we're planning on hosting a series of regional stakeholder conversations during February and March. So through February and March, we'll be hosting virtually, just like today, some regional conversations where we can explain the current environment and start to engage folks on the conversations about the future. We really do think that these new models have a lot of promising opportunity to help our small rural communities maintain and preserve access to care, most importantly, that emergency care at a 24-7 type basis. And we want to start talking about how this might be a unique opportunity for some of our communities to pursue. I want to be clear that we're not suggesting that every hospital in Kansas convert to this new rural emergency concept. Uh, the health delivery system in Kansas needs all kinds of hospitals. This is just a tool that will help some of our communities who are really struggling to support their hospital still preserve access to those services. So now I'd like to talk it over or turn it over, I'm sorry, to Chris Matthews, who is the Chief Operating Officer uh, in Decatur with Decatur Health in Oberlin, Kansas. And he's going to talk to us about the community conversation that they had in March. Chris? Thank you very much, Jennifer. Appreciate it. So yeah, we in uh, March 4th, um, we reached out to our community and we set up an event um, and we called it Community Conversation. Um, our town is 1,500 people, um, and so we offered some finger foods, and, and um, our goal was to engage our community to let them know about some of the struggles that we were having, um, things that, <clears throat> you know, we, we don't think that a lot of people in our community know. Um, we are we were licensed for 25 inpatient beds, but we have a family practice clinic and an ER and observation and we do, you know, all your therapies for for physical therapy and respiratory and, and lab and diagnostics and people just did not, you know, realize that, say 10, 15, 20 years ago, 
a lot of the stuff that we were doing was about almost 50-50 versus inpatient and, and versus just your outpatient stuff. Well, we have transitioned in healthcare over the over that time to we're delivering like 85 to 90% of, of all of our care is on the outpatient side. And so the inpatient beds, even though we're licensed for 25, we were really averaging three. And, um, you know, the two, two of those is, is more of a skilled um, inpatient stay, um, which um, is, a, is a whole new beast. But when this primary health center model came around, I thought, wow, we, we, need, to, we need to let the community know that there's, that there's discussion out there um, about a new model. Um, because it can impact um, the community. You know, the members don't, don't want to come to the hospital and say, well, you know, I like the doctors, the med staff here, and the nurses do a really good job, but I'm not going to continue to come to your, um, your facility if I can't be an inpatient there. Well, you know, it, when the push comes to shove, I, they would much rather communities, you know, hospitals are transparent with the things that are going on, and, and we have that discussion about, you know, it's tough to cash flow because of our reimbursement, but we have a new model that the only thing that we have to give up is just on the acute inpatient side and we can still deliver, you know, we can still touch the needs of everything that our community still needs um, in the outpatient setting. And so with that, we did small educations, we did um, some social hours and um, Kansas Hospital Association um, helped with um, facilitating some group discussions and allowed the community members a vote and they kind of got their, their um, you know, questions, they had Q and A. And so there was a lot of things that um, we got to dive into that gave them an open and honest look uh, about the challenges that we're facing, not just locally, but also across the state, across the nation. Um, you know, they, they were a very engaged group of, you know, 80, 80 members. And so um, they found that change is scary, um, but they know that finding stability is something that is of the utmost importance. Um, hospital is one of the largest employers in town, um, you know, with a school. And so they want to make sure if, uh, that that is sustainable. Um, they asked them at the end of the night, you know, what um, would you consider other towns to have this? 92% um, of those guys said, absolutely. And so um, I want to thank the Kansas um, Health Foundation, um, the United Methodist um, Health Fund and, and Kansas Hospital Association for um, giving Oberlin the opportunity to have the community conversation. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you all for joining us today. This concludes our media briefing and we appreciate you carving out the time. Have a great rest of your day. For more information on Kansas health issues, go to kha-net.org.